0: Stupid! He comes across
1: in front of me every single time he overtakes. Where does he want me to go off the track? No! Stop talking to me in the
0: braking zone! Hold on to your papers, folks. The taxman is coming. Lewis, <laughs> welcome back to Motorsport 101. Wooooo!
1: ragazzi! Trying to come and mate? I cannot.
0: 111 episode 111 of Motorsport One. This here with you right now. I'm Andre Harrison. Welcome back, everybody. Good to be back after uh, you know another week out and whatnot. But uh, yeah, pleasure to be with you guys. But uh, yeah, let's get into it real quick. And uh, this is going to be an interesting one because there isn't really a massive ton of motorsport to cover this time round. Sad face, but. We're going to be taking the extended deep dive into the news bag this week, so it should be fun. Right with me, as always. First of all, Mr. RJ O'Connell. Hello, sir.
2: Hello. Um, thank you for having me on board. For wow, this is this is a lot of episodes that we've done. This is a lot. yeah. It, we're <laughs> we're almost up to as many characters. At, we're almost up to as many episodes as we have Twitter characters. Wait, they doubled it? Oh, man! Golly, now we got to do
1: 160 more of
0: these! <laughs> God damn. Another three years together, what could possibly go wrong, right? <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. And in the corner, um, sadly, his escapades of opening a box did not make last week's episode. God damn, his corrupted files, damn it! Um, King, uh, h- h- how about those emails? Ah, <laughs> oh,
1: those emails. Well, first of all, I got to thank DHL. Even though it got cut from the episode, we got to thank DHL for sending me a signed one sixteenth diecast from Ryan hunter Ray of his of his IndyCar this year. So, good how, how,
0: how did you? How did he get sent that by the way? Was that like did you win a competition or something? Or did you just buy it?
1: Oh, there was a contest. There was a contest,
0: and you won. Oh, nice. Yeah. you never told me that. Nice. Shame we didn't make it in. Like You could have made the Motorsport 101 podcast a truly audio-visual experience by having <laughs> you open a box live on the show and us tell a whole bunch of jokes about it. As, as uh, much
1: as I love Ryan hunter Ray, I wouldn't pay for a signed 118.cast model.
0: Let's look at it this way, though, King. You've never had so much interest in your box.
1: Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> Thank you, I'm here all week. (laughs) You can find this real quick. Um, We're on youtube.com forward slash motorsport101. There is a brand new Brief episode out. The 25th episode of the Brief. The logo is in silver because I love color-based anniversaries. Go me. Um, Talking about Felipe Massa. More about that um, later on in the show. Because, uh, yeah, we're suffering a little bit of deja vu this week. You'll see what I mean later. Um, On top of that, we're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. And if you want to follow each of us personally, you can follow us at uh, at Ryan Eric King. That's with two Ks. At Harrison 101 HD for me. And at RJ O'Connell for... RJ, of course. Uh, (laughs) um, So that's fun. And um, yeah, if you really, really like us, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Motorsport 101. $5 gets you early access to both this show and Bike Live, which is also back later on this week. Me and Lewis will be taking a Look at World Superbikes and their season finale round at Qatar this past weekend. As Jonathan Ray made yet more history by claiming number 556, the greatest World Superbike season of all time. Breaking the all-time points record, beaten by one of Kingsmans, Colin Edwards, back in 2002. <laughs> America loses another record. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we'll were talking a little bit about that. And Lucas Mahias winning a very tense Supersport finale as. Wait, what the hell does Keelan Sofogadu do doing back so soon? Yes, the man with a, with a guy that completely broke his pelvis in three places just a month prior. Returned the Qatar and rode his heart out. It was ridiculous. More of all of that, and of course a preview towards this weekend's title finale showdown at Valencia between Mark Marquez and Andrea Um on bike live later this week. Enjoy. So, without further ado, let's get into keeping it one on one. Ladies and gentlemen, we're having some jokes in here, folks, because, uh, turns out, King, we've had some rich people dodging their taxes again.
1: Hashtag trouble in paradise. Oh, rich people.
2: Rich people, why don't you just pay your dang taxes like the rest of us do? you you got money.
1: you got, you
2: got plenty of money.
1: Don't, don't I know, right? That.
0: Yeah, sad times. Yet yeah, the para- the leak of what's been dubbed as the Paradise Papers, uh, a string of uh, leaks of what famous people have been doing with some of their money, um, things that you know may not entirely be illegal, but certainly unethical in yes. some cases. Actually, and illegal, but still.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the the scope of these leaks are fairly massive because uh, to say it's a bit, it's. N- it's approximately 13.4 million confidential electronic documents relating to offshore investments. Yeah, we're talking
2: about two terabytes worth of confidential information. <laughs> yeah, two
1: terabytes of data, shit.
2: This is fi- this is filling two-year hard drives. <laughs>
0: that's, like, that's like two Xboxes worth. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just to give you a, a, a quick, rough idea of some of the names involved in this, our Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Our Queen,
2: whoa! Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't vote for her. <laughs> yes, I know that's that's kind of the point of a monarchy. You don't vote for monarchs.
0: <laughs> I keep forgetting that I'm the minority Brits on this podcast. <laughs> Where's Johnson when you need him? <laughs> but. Nah. Uh,
1: I'm a Jamaican citizen. I'm a subject too. I can't run away. Um, I'm a, poly- a citizen you-
2: of a former Confederate state. I can
1: run away. At any time as
0: <laughs> That's a political joke. It's um, uh, yeah, like King. You're part of the Commonwealth. You can't escape.
1: Yes. <laughs> Which, like, interestingly enough, it's like it's kind of questionable if what. The Queen was involved in was wrong because it was offshore investments in the Cayman Islands and Bermuda, which are British overseas territories. So, like,
0: yeah, that's a little shit.
1: <laughs> like, she's the monarch of those places too. So, is it not cool for her to own stuff there?
0: Yeah, I guess <laughs> that. Oh and, cut.
2: oh, and she's not the only, uh, you know, because uh, Charles, Prince of Wales. Also in there. Oh, yeah.
0: My, my boy Prince Charles, the realist. Him and his Dutchies originals hiding some shit out there. Gotcha. A lot of former heads of state, heads of government involved there. Um, you know, Paul Martin, former Ken- Canada Prime Minister, Brian Mulroney as well. And it, it goes on. But you, you want some of the juicier names on this list, people that you may actually recognize and stuff. Well, um,
1: we'll recognize the Queen yeah but that's not
0: the sexy pick is it you know
1: (laughs) i I don't know i mean if you have you
2: looked at those calves lately i mean my goodness
0: (laughs) you're saying that's
2: not a sexy pick
0: well
1: i guess just
2: look just look at some of those old photos from the 50s and tell me that's not a sexy
1: pick well i do have to mention there is a there is a name that a lot of americans will know um former presidential candidate, and now ambassador to Russia, John Huntsman.
0: Oh, Mm. God. Fun times. (laughs) uh, Brett Tillerson,
1: Secretary of State. (laughs) Wilbur
2: Ross, Secretary of Commerce.
1: Former General Wesley Clark, the former Supreme Allied Commander in Europe. (laughs) Isn't isn't hashtag drain the swamp, folks? That's
0: what we're doing. (laughs) Drain the swamp. But RJ, RJ, we can't do this without talking about Bono. Oh, Bono! My goodness. Yes, yeah. Bono. Once you
2: get to the entertainment personalities, we see Bono from U2. We see Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban, Michael Hutchins is in this. Michael Hutchins has been dead for 20 years.
0: Amazing!
2: (laughs) Madonna. Madonna Madonna is in this. Paul Allen, the co-founder of Microsoft. Carlos Slim. um, Carlos. uh, Carlos Slim. VJ Malia.
1: Unsurprisingly.
0: Unsurprisingly. (laughs) Roman Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea, is in here as well. I didn't even see that one at first, but yeah, Roman is up in here. Too busy loaning out every young player on Earth. Um, but all, but you know, let's cut to the chase here. There is there was the one big standout for us in the motorsport world and um
1: Allianz, sponsor of Formula One.
0: That's exactly what King was <laughs> implying. <laughs> no, let's let let's guess get to the big one. Lewis Hamilton at the bottom of the entertainment part. Like, like he's in the other section, it's like, well. We couldn't really put these guys in here. We, we, we put him next to Marcial Maciel, Catholic priest and founder of the Legion of Christ. Uh, but, no, which I guess is actually kind of, well, blessed, if you're Lewis. Huh? See what I did there? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm here all week, yo. I'm here all week. But, uh, yeah, Lewis Hamilton was in here. Turns out Lewis Hamilton's been a bit naughty. Um... And in the words it's of
2: uh, in the words of undefeated pro, uh, boxing champion Floyd Mayweather Jr., you know I keeps a private jet, and that's what he is.
1: It it's uh he it owns it's owned in the British Virgin Islands. Um, well, actually, one of the reasons why Lewis is the biggest like is kind of the the face of the scandal because his situation is the easiest to explain how it, number one it happened and two why it's wrong.
0: Yeah, full credit to The Guardian for explaining this, but I'm going to read this out real quick for you to, to basically give you an easy idea of how this is. So this is basically how to dodge tax for dummies, basically. Um, okay, step one. Lewis Hamilton's jet is legally owned by a company in the British Virgin Islands, which he ultimately owns. stuff aviation limited, to be precise. Um, step two. The jet is imported to the EU f- through his Manx company. No VAT is paid on the grounds that it is part of a jet leasing business. That's Stealth IOM Limited in the Isle of Man. Step 3. The jet is leased into a legitimate charter business. This company takes care of staffing and maintenance. Step 4. No third parties hire the jet, with Hamilton and his business having the sole charter agreements. BRV Limited, based in Guernsey. Another sort of tax haven. The jet is contracted for 80 hours by Hamilton personally and 160 hours by his company, BRV Limited. VAT is payable on leisure flights. Based on contracts, one third of the £3.3 million import bill may have been due. Hamilton should also have paid VAT on the cost of leasing, crewing and flying his jet on leisure flights made in Europe. But of course, Lewis wrote them off as business expenses. Because now, of course. It's,
1: it, it, it's, it's not business expenses, because technically, in terms of the British, you know, revenue and customs, he doesn't own that jet. He's lease. he's chartering that jet from a charter company. Hmm. Despite, one that he just, you yeah. Know, one that he, one he just happens to own. No, no, he doesn't <laughs> own the charter company. The, you know, the charter company is leasing his jet in terms of, it's his jet in the British Virgin Islands. But... The company is only allowed to charter the jet to Lewis, so it's not really a business.
0: I see. It's just basically like leasing his own plane to himself. Yeah, it's just so he can get out of paying the VAT on it. <laughs> Lewis, you naughty boy! <laughs> yeah, I mean, we mentioned this before we went on the air of RJ, but it's 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 one of those things where. This isn't the first time that Lewis has been criticised in the UK because The Guardian ran that piece. And um, King, do you remember one of our earliest shows when we talked about Sports Personality of the Year and Lewis Hamilton winning it, and all oh, yeah. the golf guys were getting really fucking bitchy about this? Like, no, again, like, oh, come back, come back to London, Lewis, and pay your taxes, <laughs> as everybody tells him to vote for Rory McIlroy. <laughs> you know,
1: yes, who lives in Florida? Quote-unquote. Yeah. O- only for training reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, no. But B-trains out there, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, see, we, we like to pick and choose when to criticize people for tax stuff in this country. We're, we're hypocrites,
1: but...
2: <laughs> yeah. And um, I oh. should also point out, this is not the first time that a Mercedes world champion has shown up in a huge data leak of people possibly doing improper things with wealth, because if you may remember... Uh, the Mercedes contract of one Nico Rosberg showed up in Panama Papers back in 2015. Yes. Um, evidently a much different situation. This was just his contract that was drawn up by in a, by a company in the British Virgin Islands that belongs to some other companies based in Jersey.
0: Oh, Nico. <laughs> I thought we had a clean bill of health, King. What's up with your man's?
1: Hey, he's retired now. It's not. It's not an issue. It's gone. It's gone. He's a, fa- he's a
2: family man. He is putting all of that into his family.
1: He's putting all
0: of that into his family and uh, rising above any shots that Lewis Hamilton takes at him. <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> I don't know if you saw that piece. I think it was in Autosport this morning talking about how you like, oh, we didn't get along at Mercedes. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> it means I was good, and I was like. I like you, Nico. You're clever. <laughs> but, uh, gosh, like... So, King, what, what, what's Lewis Hamilton's next move? Does he, like, join Wake Up Now and start his own multi-level marketing scheme? <laughs> oh, my God, I
1: think you should, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: he's, he's gonna lie low. He's gonna be a part of Wake Up Now. <laughs> or he's gonna be, like, a part of Herbalife or something. He's just gonna go around <laughs> telling you know what, I'm not gonna sell you this drink... I'm gonna give you the license, so you can sell the drink. <laughs> that's Lewis. In like three years' time, I don't want to pay VAT on this stuff. I'm just gonna, you know, become a Herbalife guy. <laughs> he's that dude. <laughs> we all know a guy that's tried to pitch you this. Like, it's the crazy uncle that, like, he's he he dropped he jumped on the wagon early enough, so he's making money on this now, <laughs> and he's gonna try and sucker you into it. It's like, hey, hey, all you've got to do is convince two people to get on this, and you get $700. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> I, I would oh. say this
2: might just be the second most entertaining um story that I've heard recently of somebody um um somebody with their private jets. Um if you're if anybody in the uh if particularly in the uh in the in the south is familiar with a preacher named Creflo Dollar, um, who a couple of years ago um had his church um I believe it is I, I wanna say it's a uh, Okay, it's the uh, International Covenant Ministries, I believe, is the church. Wait, that it's no, called.
1: no, this is not the story. I think it is.
2: Um, if you're thinking that it's the story about the um, about the time that he asked he through his church asked his uh, asked his congregation to raise 65 million dollars to buy him a private jet, yep. you are absolutely <laughs> oh right. My God. You
0: should Did you say $65 million?
2: $65 million in church donations to buy a private jet.
0: Okay, well, what church is he talking about here? The fucking Vatican? $65 <laughs> million in donations? Holy shit. I hope that comes with its own sovereign state.
2: It, <laughs> might, also, it might also do that. Yeah, World, uh, World Changers Church International which also operates as Crayflow dollar Ministries has announced it's ready to purchase the plane this mugshot from the picture from The Associated Press is of his mugshot
0: oh,
2: yours just, for
0: 65 million dollars or 14 Bitcoin
2: Lewis <laughs> Lewis you should have just gone team Crayflow you should have just you should have just gone that road I mean it probably I mean it, it's more upfront. I think we probably would have liked you a lot more for this.
0: No, no, just tell him to set up his own Patreon page. That'll do it. Like <laughs> Support Lewis Hamilton like go. creating motorsport content. <laughs> or selfies with Neymar content. Go go um
2: the GoFundMe <laughs> to buy Lewis Hamilton a, a new jet.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we could we could fund like we we could fund Lewis Hamilton's new private jet. You know, no, you know we, we, we're going to start a Kickstarter, yeah. Fund Lewis Hamilton's VAT bill.
1: <laughs> nah, nah, nah. If, if if we can somehow get that much money, we should not be spending it on Lewis Hamilton's goddamn VAT bill.
0: I don't know, King, how much is in the uh, Motorsport 101 bank piggy bank account? <laughs> uh,
1: not en- like, I would say, not enough to handle the postage to send that much in, like, cash.
0: Hmm. Get, get your mans at DHL to cover it
1: <laughs> get
2: DHL to ship it well all I'm going to say here is that when, Mer- when Lewis Hamilton talked about being excited about, um, about getting his first chance at uh, trying out the W9 uh, this isn't what we had in mind
0: is, 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 is a W09 some form of tax bill we don't know about yet yes,
2: the W9 is a, uh, a tax form I would have <laughs> gone with the W02 joke but that was still at a time when it was Nico and Michael Schumacher. It
0: hits you less. old man. This is what you get for being the oldest man in this podcast. He's bringing up ancient 2010 jokes. What a git. Yeah, so I'm, my, uh, back in the our millennial days. audience is not... Our millennial jokes, and our millennial viewers are not going to get this, RJ. They're too busy spreading out avocado on their goddamn toast. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> You're so, so culturally disgusting. unaware. <laughs> Oh dear, oh, oh, dear. Trey,
1: I, 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 thought you were gonna bring up some NFL news that we have. Fight uh, Club. Fight
2: Club <laughs> is back.
0: Oh, Fight Club is back. We talked about this last week. how Denny Hamlin almost got scrapping with a fan. This week we're going to the we're going to the NFL, and you know, shout out to to, to Danny and a couple of the guys that quickly pointed us to our attention to um, <laughs> this Sunday's NFL red zone, ladies and gentlemen. That was fun. Um, Yeah, like, in one of the games on Red Zone this week, we had the Bengals face the Jacksonville Jaguars, who actually aren't terrible this year. Who knew? Um,
1: Jacksonville.
0: Welcome to Saxonville. Only the third team in NFL history to have 10 sacks in a game twice in a season. Hmm. But uh, f- between that, star receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, A.J. Green, had basically had enough of star corner for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jalen Ramsey. And uh, King, I don't know if you've seen the footage here, but like Jalen Ramsey shoves gr- shoves Green to the ground, right? Green, in response, gets up and basically puts Jalen Ramsey in Samoa Joe's Kekina Clutch. It's fantastic.
1: All I can say <laughs> is, I can see why that... I can see why A.J. Green is not A.J. Green's, Green's son's favorite receiver. <laughs> it's it like,
0: like RJ, we've got to talk about it. Like, this, this is incredible scenes right here. Like, I'm, watching,
1: I, I'm
2: watching the gif on a loop, and I'm just like yeah. impressed by how how quickly he was able to just put that sleeper right on him and how quickly he was taking it down. Like The it, only thing that he was missing is to just wrap the legs around the body. You gotta wrap your yeah. legs around the body and get that quick tap.
0: <laughs> yeah. AJ Green had clearly taken inspiration from George St. Pierre choking out Michael Bisping the night before at UFC 217. It's like, it is a glorious rear naked choke on Jalen Ramsey. Gets a couple of punches to the helmet in because, King, what have we told you about the rules here? You don't punch another man's helmet. <laughs>
2: Oh my god! It, it gets even better because after this, uh, Ramsey and Green got thrown out of the game. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey was still wanting to fight, so stadium personnel had to restrain him from making his way into the Bengals locker room.
1: Wow!
0: So, we're, we're gonna settle We're gonna sell this in private. <laughs> Oh, dear. Like, 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 it, it, is a, it is a great... Like, talking on this for a second here, Like, I still remember my personal favourite football fight of all time when Andre Johnson basically laid waste to Cortland-Finnegan. Did anyone ever see that one? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, 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 Andre Johnson took out Cortland-Finnegan for America. Like, this is one you can YouTube, people. It's it's just, just Google Andre Johnson-Finnegan fight um, and, and, and catch me later on this one because... Finnegan had been winding up Johnson all game. Now, apparently Andre Johnson has his reputation of being ridiculously mild-mannered. He's a very hard guy to tick off, but he did. <laughs> and you can see it. Like Johnson throws Finnegan to the ground very cleverly, takes his helmet off, and then <laughs> lays the hammer. <laughs> Gets a couple of good shots in. Finnegan's clapping like, oh, well done. They're going to get thrown out without realizing the Titans are still down 17 nothing in the fourth quarter.
2: Also, <laughs> this might not have even been the most explosive confrontation on the NFL this week. Yeah, like, did you see, like,
0: Mike Evans basically cheap shot a dude? I
1: don't care. The only thing I cared about this week was hashtag Jets, Jets dance to everything.
0: Oh, God. Well, I'm
1: done. Good show, everybody. Thanks for
2: coming. We'll see
0: you next Uh, week. You see that, King? I I I think RJ just found the razor. It bleeds! (laughs) It bleeds so good, and we have Kelvin Benjamin
2: now. I can't (laughs) feel my tongue.
0: (laughs) As Urinating Tree pointed out this weekend, the the Bill's tank is officially dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, my God, they are actually trying this year. But I, I have to say, like, can I just say, King, what was Jimmy's Winston doing trying to trying to wind up Lattimore by basically poking at the back of his neck?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> like, so I, I, I need Winston to provide me. Because like, Jimmy's Winston is a weird dude, as it is. <laughs> like, if you saw his pregame celebration, like like his, his pregame motivation speech of basically licking his fingers... Like, yeah, like, because Jimmy Winston is basically country. He's yeah, as country like, as you get.
1: <laughs> this, this is the guy who got in trouble at Florida State for stealing King Crab Legs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, that one. And, uh yeah, he, he points at the back of Latimore's neck. He's like, he, he gives Winston a quick shove. And then Evans completely clocks him from behind. Like, what the hell was Evans thinking? <laughs> like,
2: Evans was like, thinking, oh yeah, I, I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen Goldberg. I've seen his tapes."
0: <laughs> you do don't that. tackle my quarterback. Bang! <laughs> it basically is his best Bill Goldberg impression. It's, it's amazing. Like, Winston, who was already taken out of the game for re-injuring his shoulder is back on the field, winding up Lattimore, and then, bang, Mike Evans just spikes him. In. It's incredible. <laughs> More next week on Fight Night. <laughs> with Fight your host, night. Andre Harrison. <laughs> next next week, uh, RJ fights his own conscience after the Bills lose another game. <sighs> hey, you got the Saints this week. Have fun with that. <laughs> like the Saints are actually good this year. <laughs> the
2: concussions feel a lot less... Uh, less uh they feel a lot less hurtful when they're inflicted on your on yourself.
0: Gotta start somewhere, right? Gotta right. start somewhere. <laughs> also, we gotta talk about a little, little, little extra side note real quick. I mean, RJ pointed this out to me on, on, on our Discord before we got going this week. Takuma Sato, peace envoy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Takuma Sato gets invited to a banquet held by Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. And it is, uh, I think, a state visit by United States President Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, so we see Abe in the middle w- of him and, like, Takuma, like Sar- not the tallest a gentleman, bless him. Um, <laughs> and he's just in the middle of this shot with, with, between Abe and, and Donald Trump, which is all sorts of hilarious. And, like, what was your immediate thoughts, RJ?
2: Um... I was thinking that with the way that they were all standing next to each other I'm thinking Sato you got to just extend that forearm and cup check 45 right then and there <laughs> take one for the team you, the, dri- the, the, you the, drive the... elbows out anyway this is not a diversion from the norm
0: yeah like just 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 go for the james may like the, the fast cup We'll go, we'll like not 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 the full nut shot, but like the fast cut. We'll go with that instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Takuma Sato, I was like, oh Sato, peace envoy to, to him, and then then the Cheeto in Chief. What a guy! <laughs> Good to know he also got his Hall of Fame ring back from Lewis Hamilton. That's that's nice to know. <laughs> so, without further ado. After this quick musical interview, we're going to tackle the news. And it's a great, big, enormous news section. And it's fun.
1: To- okay, ladies
0: and gents. Crack your knuckles, stretch your fingers out. This is going to be a heavy-duty news section this time round. And hopefully we'll get about 115 sidetracks as well, so we can stretch this out to a two-hour show. (laughs) Fun times. First up, and, well, it's the big one for this week, really, because um, we're suffering from deja vu, everybody. Felipe Massa has announced his Formula One retirement. Again.
1: (laughs)
2: sure we didn't take a time warp back to 2016? I wish.
0: <laughs> you, you and me both, I, would, I wouldn't have picked Vettel to win this year's title if I'd have gone back a year.
2: All I've got to say is that we're popping the biggest bottles when Hillary gets elected tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's lit. I, 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 I'm just going to put like 50 quid on Donald Trump at 10 to 1 just in case. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that would never I, I, happen. I, 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 I'm just hedging my bets man I'm hedging yeah, I'm, my I'm bets hedging
1: my bet. I got I got a real long shot bet That Jill Stein is going to get at least one Electoral vote this time around Lit <laughs> So
2: uh, All I've got to say is There is a reason why I'm holding on to the Sports Illustrated Cover that says the Astros Are going to win the 2000 World Series <laughs> The 17 World Series Back from 2014 oh I just have a good feeling about it not hmm. gonna sell it in this yard sale.
0: Hmm, not a bad idea. Got a feeling and all that. So, Felipe Massa, like, I, I get you. I bet you're all thinking, like, how did we get to this point again? Well, let's give you a very quick catch up. Felipe Massa was meant to retire at the end of last season. Yeah, Williams, we give him
2: a big ceremony afterwards.
0: Yeah, he had arguably the best post-race goodbye we probably ever saw with him. Getting a beautiful standing ovation from the Mercedes, Ferrari, and Williams pit crews as he walks back to the pits after his car failed on him. Um, actually, didn't didn't Massa bin it that day? I think he binned yeah, it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. Massa gets a gets a beloved ovation on his way back to the pits, and hopefully a, a wash on the repair bill um, for that one. But uh, yeah, turns out Williams kind of forgot that they signed a deal with Martini, who insist that. Uh, They have to have at least one driver over the age of 25 on their team every year. Well,
2: that's Um, fine, because, you know, they have Valtteri Bottas and they have mm -hmm. Lance Stroll. You know, Bottas covers it. You know, there's nothing that's going to happen after the season that's going to dramatically throw the uh, the entire driver market on its side. And, oh my god, Nico, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) Nico Rosberg announces that he retires as reigning world champion.
0: Yep, Nico takes his ball and goes home. All of a sudden Mercs have a vacancy. Mercs are like, hey, we could put Pascal Verline in here. No, let's go for the safe pick. Val, you're up. <laughs> like, Claire tries to fight it but realizes he's kind of powerless on this one. Val, of course, is gonna snatch up any chances to win a world title, because so he will take it. Apparently,
1: mm. Harken back. Remember, uh- Claire had fought Valtteri Bottas going to Ferrari and apparently Claire said next time a big team comes knocking I'm gonna let you go and Mercedes came knocking
0: Gen- gentlewoman's, called. A- gentle- w- gentlewoman's agreement
1: <laughs> called.
0: Toto laid the table and daddy came home so yeah. <laughs> so yeah Val all of a sudden is at Merck's Merck's the safest pick available they go with Val Next thing you know, Williams are kind of buggered because Lance Stroll has obviously had all this money invested in him. He's just one he's just just he's just won on the junior circuit. He's got one of the seats locked in. That had long been basically soft-confirmed for ages already. And now they haven't really got anyone over the age of 25 they can put him in with. It's a problem. Jensen Button gets hinted at, but he can't because he's still connected to, to to McLaren. They try to get Fernando Alonso. Uh, Nice try, basically. Um, All of Merck's other junior drivers are too young. Esteban Ocon went to Force India. Um, Has anybody got Felipe's number? Um, Like, Felipe, I know you had this beautiful retirement and everything, but could you, you know, do us to solid and keep your seat warm for one more year so we can figure this out? Felipe, being the incredibly nice man that he is, was like, okay, I'll come back for one more year. Fast forward to now, well, not so much now, but if we go back a little bit towards the mid, the, towards mid-season, Felipe Massa basically says he doesn't mind sticking around for another year. He's kind of got comfortable with this Williams seat now in year four with yeah. the team.
2: And you know, the new cars kind of suit his driving style, and you know, good for him. I kind of felt like I kind of felt like at the beginning that you know maybe this new age of Formula One might be up his alley.
0: Turns out Williams weren't so sure on that, and basically, since the summer break, have been shopping his seat around saying, Oh, yeah, well, you know, obviously, you got sick and hungry. They gave Paul the a crack at, at, at the last minute. The Resta was actually pretty solid before actually getting lapped during the race and pissing off Kimmy then. But besides that, um, they offered testing testing days to Robert Kubica and to Paul the between now and the end of the season. Basically putting the writing on the wall that Williams aren't exactly what you call keen on keeping Felipe Massa if you're shopping his seats around to other potential candidates. Yeah, Felipe and, Massa- Felipe, yeah,
1: yeah. and Felipe Massa has gone full Brazilian Brett Favre not wanting to let his career die and pretty much been like almost borderline slandering any contender to a seat.
0: Yeah, basically saying that Robert... What can Robert do with one arm? And saying that Paul is DTM results were not very good. Um, <laughs> like, I, I love that Felipe had basically gone full zero fucks given at this point. Which I thought was quite fun. But, um, yeah. Like, Felipe wanted assurances for 2018 around the s- September sort of time. Um, he said that, you know, yeah, I don't mind staying next year. But I want to feel like I'm appreciated. I want to feel loved. Which given the way Massa's career has played out over the years. I can't really say I blame him on that one. Um, Williams turned, responded by saying, nope, sorry, we're not going to tell you our line-up until, the end of, until after the end of the season. And Felipe's, I think, kind of basically made that decision for him by announcing his retirement again. And here we are. Um, your catch-up as to how Felipe Massa got into this pickle in the first place. So, Massa is announcing his retirement again. Um, Guys, I mean, where do we even start on this one? I mean, Felipe Massa going again is still kind of a bummer because, let's be honest, Massa's still one of the really nice people of F1 that is, I think, pretty universally liked by people um, on one thing. But Williams' treatment has been... Questionable at best here. I think that's safe to say.
1: I, I think questionable is mm, like it's been clear it? that they rather have someone than Massa. But the fact that the driver market is stretched so thin, especially for their specific requirements, that it's hard to find a quality replacement for the aging Felipe Massa.
0: Well, I mean, there's no way they'd struggle for replacements if they're giving Paul de Resta testing roles again. Oh, dear. It's it's not pretty, to say the least. And, um, yeah, it, it's it's they, they made it quite... I mean, apparently, according to people in the know, the Williams camp was apparently quite split on Felipe Massa. Some, apparently, according to Massa, the racing guys all wanted Massa to stay, um, while the business heads were like, we can get somebody else here, you know, and yeah, it's, 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 I think it's kind of gotten semi ugly here. Um, I'd like to think Massa left F1 at the end of last year on pretty good terms with Williams, and Williams bloody gave him his car as a gift, which i guess it didn't come cheap Um, as a present, as a thank you for his four years of service. Um He's come back, and now they're trying to push him out the door, uh, and they've succeeded in that now. RJ, help me out here, man. This is kind of crazy. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, this is this is a bit of a mess, and uh, you also have to look at the options that are you have to look at the options that are currently available. Um, we've heard Danny Caffiet's name popped up yet. Unless Martini have made some uh, have made some sessions concessions here to their policy, and from what I understand they haven't, um, why is Danny Cafe or Pascal Verline, both not yet 25, still in contention for the seat? That leaves just Paul DiResta, who has had a, a grand total of one competitive Formula One race in the last four years, or Robert Kubica, who separated from all of this mess, is a great story of a driver coming back after seven years worth of recuperation from an otherwise debilitating injury but you still also don't know what you're getting out of him. And this is coming from a Robert Kubica fan.
0: A a whole lot of question marks and not a lot of solid answers because yeah, a a lot of the other elder statesmen of Formula One are all pretty much tied down now. Fernando Alonso announced he signed a multi-year extension last week. Multiple (laughs) years, good God. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Kimmy Riker then is sticking around for another year. Daniel Ricciardo, his, his extension is not confirmed yet, but he's probably going to sign something towards the end of the season to keep him around for another few years. It goes on. A lot of the elder guys are not going anywhere, and a lot of the younger guys aren't 25 yet. So, who wants Felipe Nazar in the seat? Anyone?
2: Apparently, Action Express Racing does, because he's coming in as a baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good news indeed, but uh, yeah, no matter which way you slice it, Williams kind of boned here, really. But hey, King, we'll, we'll tap into Will Buxton's Twitter. We'll, 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 how about Joseph Newgarden? He'll jump over, right? or Alexander
2: Rossi, and you're thinking like, yeah, those are actually more exciting options than the ones around the table. I get or, that line of thinking, but or, at the same time, do you want to give? Do you want to give up? A Penske seat where you're guaranteed to win championships or an Andretti seat where you at least have a shot at winning one-third of the Triple Crown every year just to race for Williams? I get looking for the name, but as far as, like, the big names go, they probably do less than any non mclaren team on the Formula One grid that's been around a while.
0: I guess it all boils down to how much do you value an upper midfield seat in Formula One compared to a top seat in IndyCar? Um
1: yeah, It's not like it's not like, hey, uh sorry about what happened before. James Hinchcliffe, do you wanna to come to, to Williams?
0: Don't, don't you bring my boy into this.
1: Hey, it it almost happened. It was almost it was almost Hinchcliffe instead of Botas.
0: Sigh. Imagine how much more charismatic Formula 1 would be if Jameson just stole all of Daniel Ricciardo's fans. That, that'd have been fun, wouldn't it? Sigh. Ah, well. The Formula 1's loss is IndyCar's gain. Again, see Rossi Alexander for more information. But um, so, so, King, who do you reckon is going to end up in that seat, then? Is, is it time for Bob to come back?
1: I think it's going to be Paul Resto. I really think it's going to be Paul Resto.
0: Oh god, how uninspiring is oh. that? Oh, it's so uninspired. It's perfect for this landscape.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like At least That is play. the most Williams driver hire of all time, isn't it?
2: Yeah, remember. Just the the safest pick. I mean, they, I mean, all I'm saying is, you know, now that you've got a sponsor, you know, you can bring back the most successful man at Williams, the last decade in terms no, of race victories. No,
1: no. I'm gonna push that button. I'm gonna no. push that button.
0: No, not, not the Montoya button. No,
1: <laughs> no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Who are, no Trey, you're talking. You're, that's
2: way too far back. Uh, President Maduro is pulling out the empanada. And no, empanada. <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 no. We are not doing this. Don't you dare! I mean, he
2: hangs out with Felipe anyway.
0: No, Have we are seen not the doing Instagram this. Videos? I refuse to entertain even the possibility of he who shall not be named making a comeback.
1: I oh, know, man. He could get that cheeky victory in Spain again.
0: No, we're not doing this, King. I will fight both of you on this. Catch these <laughs> hands. We're not bringing him back. Well, Oh, God, he's coming back, isn't he? Oh, God. Is he still well-funded? <laughs> no, he is not well-funded. <laughs> um, well,
2: let's just say I don't think the Venezuelan government cares too much if they're not well-funded because they can just bring more money. <laughs> I, I think it's that's been their logic for the last
0: few years. Oh, God quantitative, quantitative easing the, the the fun way of pretending you have wealth um, just print more money you know, that works inject it straight into F1 itself well, I, want Felipe,
2: I want Felipe Massa I want Felipe Massa to have a good retirement in these next couple races and I also want to have it a better Brazilian Grand Prix send off than binning it in the wet
0: I guess. Also, a shout out to Zoe who's listening into this show right now as we speak. She's got prime time seats for this recording, the lucky cow. and She basically said in the chat, what if Pancake Boy had gotten the ride back in 2005? That would be
2: one Scott Dixon, who had previously tested for both Toyota and BMW Williams um, as a young 20-something uh, just having made the switch over to Chip Ganassi. Uh, in retrospect... Probably would have been the best move. Probably yeah, would have been probably. Yeah,
0: hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Uh, dear. But <laughs> we,
2: have, uh, yeah. we have new engines. We have new engines in Formula One.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. We do indeed. Um, the first real teasings of details are starting to come through for these twenty twenty one engine regulations.
1: Yeah, because trying to keep a short lease to try to ensure that teams don't try to start developing them early.
0: Yeah, they're keeping it relatively vague for the time being. But uh, they gave away this at a meeting earlier this week. Um, here's the basic outlines for you. They're thinking 1.6 litre V6 turbo hybrid. Mm. 3,000 RPM higher engine running speed to improve the sound. Nice. all right. <laughs> prescriptive internal design parameters to restrict development costs and if- discourage extreme designs and running conditions. Now so we're getting wasn't... into
2: the good stuff. Remember, the problem with the hybrid era is not so much the uh, the engine displacement or the noise, depending on who much you ask, but that these things are too damn expensive
1: and complex. Yeah. Split turbos, fam. That's how Merc destroyed us all.
0: Speaking of which... Removal of the MGUH or the MGA,
1: um, <laughs> the MGA. Um,
0: <laughs> no heat management anymore, so uh, less of that. More powerful MGUK with focus on manual driver deployment in race, together with option to save up energy over several laps to give a driver controlled tactical element to racing. Push the, mm. push the pass y'all oh it's getting spicy I like this I like this a lot single turbo with dimensional constraints and weight limits R.I.P. split turbo <laughs> R.I.P. split turbo get mercs the fuck out of here <laughs> standard energy store and control electronics so a standardized energy store and, and electronic package. Something. I, 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 I like to call it those things you read on F1 2017's car development. <laughs> um, um, high level of external prescriptive design to give plug and play engine chassis transmission swap capability.
1: Yep, so next year we can see, you can see uh, McLaren Mercedes 2021, McLaren Honda 2022, McLaren Renault twenty twenty three. They can just swap them out every goddamn year if they feel like.
0: So, yeah, more more flexibility in terms of engine partnerships, and I am guessing more standardized design parts there to be kind of the same for everybody, basically. Is that, is that, is that the long on the short of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And last, but of point, intention to investigate tighter fuel regulations and limits on number of fuels used. Mercs, we're looking at you here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no more rich fuel mix in the video games either. Sad times. <laughs> no, but um, that is the list of what they've given out so far. Guys, I quite like this. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not
2: changing things too radically, but it cuts at the biggest pain points that you have, which is that these engines are needlessly complex. All the bits are down and they're way too expensive for the customer teams so I, I gotta say i really like this i know that you know the big engine suppliers and manufacturers are going
1: to like this as well right Ooh, i got some quotes to say otherwise oh, from new no. from serial oh. uh for who works for reno despite what fom and the and fia would say what is what is put forward is a new engine that's really for me the most fundamental element, and I think that kind of boils down what the manufacturers don't like about this: that they have to develop a completely new engine. That it is basically a blank sheet of paper that everyone is starting with.
0: Oh no! In other words, <laughs> we don't like re- we don't like resets very much. Boo. But obviously,
1: yeah. they they don't take that angle. Their angle about why they don't like this is the blank sheet of paper means that they have to develop that they have to pay for development of a new engine while developing the current engine which I'm like yeah you had to do that with every other engine regulation change ever
0: Yeah, this is nothing new here people like (laughs) this is exactly what you've had to do before Like, this, this is no different you're back as a factory team suck it up you know
1: Um, so that's fun, I guess. Um, Though, Ferrari has taken the complaints to a whole nother level. Do tell. Um, they've threatened to quit. Again? Yeah. Third time this week? Uh, they they feel like, uh, well, Sergio Marchionne feels like that, uh, Liberty's trying to make, uh, Formula 1 into quote a global NASCAR. Oh boy! <laughs> what? Like like is
0: did Sergio just like pluck a racing series out of thin air to finish that sentence? It's like it's a global um which series it's, all the cars similar? It was um, NASCAR.
2: Very, yeah, it was one half step away from saying they're just trying to turn it into fake WWE sports entertainment.
1: And he goes on, and it, what? It is just glorious. <laughs> Got okay, him. quote. Sergio Marchione. I don't want to prejudge any of this. We're talking... We're walking into this meeting next Tuesday, which is today, with, with the best intentions. We'll see where this takes us. Previously, previously, Ferrari has made quit threats, but this is the first time in the Marchione era that such a declaration has been made. Uh, okay, quote. It would be total totally beneficial to the profits and losses if Ferrari would leave the sport but we know it's a part of our DNA since the day we've been born that basically that they're only in Formula 1 because it's a part of the company's you know history and that leaving the sport would actually be beneficial to them (laughs) yikes
2: yeah, and just remember, if Ferrari pull out of Formula One, that could free up the entire budget for them to full up, fill a full factory effort in IndyCar, uh, Formula Two, uh, the World Endurance Championship, IMSA, Formula E, um, probably Super Formula at this point. Um, yeah, DTM, yeah. But I um, mean, those charts. Like bankroll <laughs> half of at least <laughs> but- one
1: team in the AFC East but I -hmm. I, I know Ferrari spend a lot of money in F1 but they also get a lot of money from F1 so how big of their budget would actually be if they would leave hmm
0: not as big as people think I think Buxton pointed that out quite rapidly um, to say, well, yeah, like they get a lot of money back from being in Formula 1, like hello, historical payments, to say the least.
2: Which is um, also something Liberty wants to cut, and boy are they not happy about that possibility, either because they want because they're not happy that they would have to play by the same rules as everybody else.
1: <laughs> oh my god. What kind of world do we live in where it's like, yeah... We, we hate that you're trying to make things fair and more equal for everyone. We're gonna quit.
0: Well, it's n- it's not like Ferrari ever throw a strop about this sort of thing now, do they?
1: Let's see. Uh, within the past 30 years, they've, they've threatened to leave to, to cart, which they actually built a legitimate car and engine for. Uh, it's true.
2: It's in the museum. Hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh... They, obviously, they never went to cart, but the engine did come over. The engine was terrible, so just, you know, throw that away. And, uh, let's see, recent years, they threatened to quit. They've threatened to form a breakaway world championship.
0: Oh, yeah. They they didn't like Porsche trying to take part in the sport. Because, like, because they wanted inline fours.
1: Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, they threatened to form their own world championship twice. Like, in the late 90s, and in, like,
0: 2009-2010. Yeah. <laughs> Ferrari never kick up a stink. Ever.
1: Well,
0: in the same way that pigs can now fly, and Michael Van Gerwen wins darts tournaments. You know, it's, it, it, it's, just, it's just, you know, death, taxes, all that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I, think, I think
1: it's just the, the overwhelming fear that a split could happen in F1. That's the only reason why, like, they try to please Ferrari. That if Ferrari were to go out there, and form their own world championship that even if that world championship were to fold after like five years, it'd be detrimental to the sport and damn near yeah. Irre- irreparable.
2: Yeah, and you know who yeah. was stirring in the pot just recently? That would be one be one Bernard
1: Charles Ecclestone. No. <laughs> Not him. He's he claimed that the he claimed the threats are real, that they will leave if you don't make Ferrari happy. <laughs> Uh, of course
2: he doesn't he has everything to gain all of his recently deposed power out of a potential split Uh. it would probably be 140 by the time it happens (laughs) bless him for making it that long
0: if if, if anything for Bernie he'd be entering his prime at that point
2: (sighs) well certainly somebody's gotta
1: like this right uh yes, they're the the private engine constructors of old. They they definitely love these <laughs> these new regulations that make it more affordable to develop an engine.
0: Yeah, boy. Cosworth and Ilmore are apparently all over this.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh Cosworth and Ilmore have expressed that they're happy over the new regulations, that they're considering opening a program but I have a feeling that it, they're interested but I have a feeling it's going to be just like the, the old days with the Ford Cosworth and the Chevy Ilmore where they did develop the engine themselves but they had the outside backing of a manufacturer to pay for the program.
0: Somebody somebody, put Zach Brown on the line quick. <laughs> oh my
1: god. McLaren Ilmore coming up. <laughs> boy. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's going to be that's good that sounds like interesting though. like the idea of extra engine management is something that I think the sport badly needs right now. this lack of flexibility and the fact that McLaren think Renault's going to suddenly thrust them back to greatness. Um I guess they have to do something at the moment. So why not start with this? Um So yeah, like I'm all, like for me overall I'm all for these new regulations. I, I like that they are Actively addressing pretty much all the issues that the last sets of rules has had in terms of too many moving parts, in terms of too many unique parts, in terms of cost, and basically, I, I love the idea of a more tactical MG UK. You can save up and use and over a, a, a range of laps and add it into the tactical play. That could be great to watch on track for the more you know, shall we say, educated fan. Um, that could be great um, again we, we have IndyCar we have IndyCar push to pass and we've seen elements of those races be tactical down the stretch I remember uh, Road to America, New Garden versus Dixon and you know having more push to pass and using it where and that's, that was part of what made the end of that race so tense so I'd love to see something like that in Formula 1 Like I've always thought Kers was interesting as a, as a potential overtaking tool so yeah, I'm all for it. Um, I, like wh- I like where they're going with this. All hell Liberty Media. Et cetera, as I knew. <laughs> Formula One, moustache-loving overlords. <laughs> right, next on the pile. Uh, guys! War on the Lando Norris wagon, yo! Youth movement
2: is real.
0: Lando Norris has been promoted to McLaren Reserve and Testing Driver.
2: Yay! Yeah, It's it's not as important as the role used to be about 10 or 15 years ago, but that's still neat. It basically puts some nets in line uh, for whenever Fernando Alonso decides to step out of that car.
0: Sometime in 2025. <laughs> it's like, Fernando's like, oh, well, I was so close to my third title this year. Like, <laughs> Like Nando, you didn't even win a race. But next year we'll get him, honest. <laughs> Etc. But um, good for Lando to get in there. I'm, I'm sure he'll get a few free practice ones next year. That should be fun. Um, you know, great to hear that Lando is getting up the chain. You know, maybe 2018, 2019. Who knows? Um, well, the problem is, again, Fernando signed a multi-year deal, so I can't be as excited as this as I would be, because Nando's probably going to be sticking around for at least another two years. Sigh. So I, I, like, it, it feels like, him, we're going to get Stoffel too here. We're going to put Stoffel in the car like two years later than he probably should be.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I don't know. I have a feeling we could wait for Lando the Mando. Yeah.
2: Lando's not even that. He's still just a very, very young dude, and he's just now making the step up out of uh, out of Formula Three. He's got time. He's still seventeen years old. He doesn't turn eighteen until next week.
0: But RJ, the Bandit, the Max—you've got to start him young these days, man, as young as possible. Yeah
2: that's, yeah, that's that's also becoming kind of part of the problem of Formula One's driver market—that you have to start him so young. That, you know, a guy like a Sam Bird will just never have a chance because he is the oldest 27-year-old. <laughs> oh my god, guys, Sam Bird's got...
1: only 27.
2: No, he what, was really? only 27 when he was in contention boundaries. Yeah. Oh. I'm just saying, so like guys like Brendan Hartley are, are uh, very rare nowadays to get their F1 start in their late 20s.
0: Yeah, like... Like it wasn't that long ago we were talking about Samber being in contention for a lower tier F1 seat, and he's now ter- he's now 31 in January. Lord. Life comes at you fast um, on that one. Speaking know. of other young Brits getting opportunities, hey, we have another one making their debut in Formula 1 this weekend in Brazil as George Russell gets to head over to Force India for free practice one. Yay! Yeah. George there is hope there is hope for us all British people there is hope for us all <laughs> but uh, yeah the, the I guess you guys didn't know already George Russell the brand new f- um, GP3 champion um, will be heading over to Force India I guess kind of as a, a reward really for all this hard work he gets to drive the Force India in free practice one and Sergio Perez gets his car back for FP2 new world order Esteban Ocon runs the team now <laughs>
1: oh god
0: Sorry Sergio, your time is up. Did, did, did you see the comments here where they're saying that Sergio was surprised at how good Esteban Ocon's been this year? Really? Lit. Yeah? Apparently he was he was surprised at how competitive Ocon was right out of the box. It's like 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 Sergio, are you new here? <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. And now we cut to RJ O'Connell for our WEC championship update.
2: Um can I make a confession that I didn't really watch the Sits Hours of Shanghai? I kind of checked out on it. But How dare
0: you! <laughs> it's,
2: it's late, and I only have so many all nighters to save up in the year. I have a Super GT season run. Finale is uh, this weekend, by the way, at Twin Ring You should check that out on Nismo TV. Um, you've also got the Tokyo Dome show, and uh, you kind of you kind of just run out of dates to where you could just stay up for a sits hour race you pretty much know who the champion is. And what do you know? Porsche won another lmp one world title in their year where they're going out. And the season ain't even over yet. The season <laughs> is not even over yet because the final round is in Bahrain. Timo Bernhard, uh, Earl Bamber, and new Toro Rosso guy, Brendan Hartley, winning the title. So now Toro Rosso can say that they have signed a two-time world champion. Also, so... Also Toyota won the, uh, the, that race.
0: Yay. Toyota wins. Lol. <laughs> yeah, congratulations to Porsche on winning the NMP1 title that, you know, precisely some people cared about. Um, you know, we, we've, we've joked about the WEC in its situation right now not being so good, but um, there is something that could bring back some of that excitement towards the WEC king. <laughs>
1: some excitement as it is highly rumored, not yet confirmed, that after the final round in Bahrain, during the postseason test, Fernando Alonso will test for Toyota. Ooh.
0: Seat-fitting Fernando at
1: Toyota? Is
0: (laughs) is he still going after that Triple Crown?
2: (laughs) Yeah, He is, uh, this story first confirmed by DailySportsCar.com um, said he's going to cologne germany for what has been relayed to as a seat fitting which is apparently turned into a rumored test uh in the toyota tso 50 hybrid
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You, you with know, toyota be uh, with toyota about to be the only factory team in the wec's lmp1 class next year yeah it's yeah. nando
2: it's the it's Nando <laughs> and Toyota at Lamar all in the same package
1: yeah Na- Nando is seeing an open goal that he can't miss
0: <laughs> so now he's got a beg Zach Brown he's like
1: Zach
0: that he only car take in part we can't lose <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Hey, you know, start up the hype train. Get get hyped. Fernando Alonso could be in the WEC soon. Wouldn't that be tw- fun?
2: Or at least twenty four hours of Lamar.
0: That'd be nice. You know, a little, a little bit of extra F one hype. So- sorry, Nico Hulkenberg, your fund has been stolen on this one again. <laughs> sorry about that, bruh. One of these things. it's, 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 it's... We're gonna paint the Toyota orange and everything. It's gonna be great. Get that papaya going. <laughs> but um, speaking of Toyota for a minute here, RJ, it looks like they could be, you know, maybe taking the big college football bet approach and hedging their bets, maybe?
2: Yeah, yeah, they are uh, re- first reported by uh, MarshallPurd at Racer.com. Let's just are interested in funding a DPI program. Let's as you know, the luxury brand of Toyota. And, uh, they got a feeling that if for some reason this, uh, this WEC LMP1 bubble burst, you know, you've got, you've got IMSA DPI, which is actually blowing the F up.
0: Boy. Yeah, and if that happens, Toyota, you know, could be all interested in spreading themselves out and maybe taking over two 24-hour races a year. hmm <laughs>
2: yeah, it's uh it's it's good times if you are if you were IMSA right now and you're seeing all this manufacturer involvement getting on board, companies that are joining or want to join. And uh, if you're if you're form, if you are, if you the World Endurance Championship, you're at least glad that hey, your privateers are stepping up in the big way because since last episode we've had track and speed racing based in Florida confirming an LMP1 privateer program as well as as well as a new stepping up from Manor from Manor Racing are coming back to LMP1. That's is, uh, is John Booth and Graham Loudon Manor. Fake Manor from 2016.
0: <laughs> I still love how we call it Fake Manor. That was great. Oh dear, oh dear. But like, RJ as, as their Twitter profiles this, we love to hear your tweets. <laughs> Also, I got because I'm now part of the media. Because, hey, I've got media accreditation for Autosport International, yo. I actually have to be a journalist now. It's, it's actual, you know, journalism stuff. I'm, I'm going to be a total degenerate in Birmingham in January. I got the email saying that Janetta are going to unveil their NMP1 at the show itself. So, yes. uh... Manor
2: one of the customers of that car, and we know... and as soon as last year, I've known that they've sold it to some other teams as well. Who will those teams be? Will it be Dragon Speed? Will it be some other team that we don't know about that's probably planning a covert step-up?
1: Hmm.
0: I'll have to wait and see on that one. But, uh, yeah, a lot of exciting times in the prototype racing world. Indeed. Now, I insist that I have this segment on here because, uh, Fun times. I'm officially a manager at William Hill now. Woo! Yay! right. I run my own shop now. So Botwell is now my baby. For
2: entertainment purposes only, we wish to stress that this net segment is for entertainment purposes only.
0: Of course. Of course. Like, please if you're going to do this, please gamble responsibly. You know, all that fun legal mumbo jumbo that I always suggest you do. Do that. But I have like they have they have unveiled now the markets for next year's World Championship betting odds. And uh, guys, do you want to guess who's favourite? Anyone? Don't don't don't, don't uh, jump in um, at once. Kimi Raikkonen. No, <laughs> um, amazingly, Kimi is not Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> is it
1: Max Verstappen?
0: No, but there's been some interesting behaviour with Max. I'll talk about that in a minute. Right. In, a, in, in a shock to absolutely no one, Lewis Hamilton is favourite to win next year's championship at 13-8, which if you got if you guys like your anti-post markets, that's a very good price for Lewis Hamilton. I will say that much. 13 to 8 for Hamilton to win next year's championship. If you want Sebastian Vettel, don't take Sebastian Vettel, trust me. Uh I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid again. You can get him at a you can get him at 100 to 30. Um Max Verstappen was 7 to 1. He's now 4 to 1 for next year. He's come all the way down. Um people are throwing their money on the Max Verstappen hype train. Um which I thought was interesting. Uh Verstappen is coming down. I, I blame King for this. Um <laughs> I, I I think RJ's been siphoning off some funds to the Cayman Islands so he can throw money on the Bandit. Um, so yeah, I this is all your so fault.
2: You See, so you don't know, you don't know what I do with my bonuses at work.
0: <clears throat> three thirty at Campton. Uh, <laughs> but uh, going over some of the other ones, Daniel Ricardo seven to one, which might be worth some value next year. Hey, go each way. Just saying, top three, um, Ricardo seven to one. Here's the fun one. Fernando Alonso at 10 to 1. Oh, uh, what? The hype is real. The hype is real. Fernando Alonso at 10. <laughs> like,
2: as, the, as, the, as the quote unquote um, Alonso stand of this podcast, I'm thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> no! That's a great way. As it was said in one of the earlier episodes of John Boys' Sharp Party, this is a fantastic way to lose money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear yeah Fernando Alonso is 10 to 1 like this happens every year where people just throw a shit ton of money at Fernando Alonso because he's Fernando Alonso I think is the only logical explanation I made a joke about this last week saying that Bottas had the same price as Alonso to win the title he's actually drifted out to 14 to 1 oh my now my god Val, who's in the best car in the sport, is 14 to 1. That's your that... super
2: pick right there. <laughs> that's like... where you make your money.
0: Um, guys, each way. Fifth of the price for top three. That, that like, that's, that's a license to print money right there. <laughs> you get your place bet and, and you're all set. Like, seriously. There's no way he won't be in the top three. <laughs> like, seriously. Val is 14 to 1, which I think is... Just mind-boggling that he's fourteen to one.
1: I'm gonna make a mental note just in case Valtteri Bottas doesn't finish the top three next year. Like you, you <laughs>
0: I'll give fifty. I'll give fifty quid to Great Ormond Street if he doesn't end up in the top three next year. Mark that down.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm
0: I'm I'm that confident on this. Um, some of the more funnier ones. Kimi Räikkönen, 33-1 in that Ferrari for next year. Um, so I think I think the bookies have given up on Kimi Räikkönen at this point, um, as has most of F1 fans, really, at this point. Both Renaults, Carlos Sainz and Nico Hülkenberg, both 40-1. to one. Hmm. Uh, I, 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 that's interesting. Like... Maybe people are jumping into the gun. Maybe Renault come up the field a little bit next year. I, I guess those,
2: I can see those odds coming down real quick over the course of the season if they get it right.
0: Yeah, they they, they could get slashed really quickly. Um, Stoffel Van Dorn, sixty-six to one. Stoffel season king. Stoffel
1: season. Yeah, mm, pump the brakes. I, I have a feeling that's a bit. Of, it's a bit of the Alonzo overflow.
0: Yeah, like again, Stoffel sixty-six to one, Fernando Alonso ten to one. Who has more points for McLaren this year? Mm -hmm. Esteban Ocon one hundred and fifty to one.
2: That's too long.
0: One fifty for Esteban. What's interesting is teammate Sergio Perez two hundred (laughs) to one. Oh, yo!
2: (sighs) Disrespected Force India.
0: The disrespect for Sergio Perez that they think, oh wait, like he's washed. Esteban Ocon will overtake him next year and surpass him in the in the battle of the in the battle of the fourth best teammates. Um, Esteban Ocon one fifty, Sergio Perez two hundred. Now we get to some of the funnier ones. Romain Grosjean two hundred and fifty to one for for our favorite French cooking son, um, tied with um, Charlie's fake son Lance Stroll <laughs> two hundred and fifty to one. Kevin Magnussen 400, if you're that way inclined. Hashtag never give up on the dream. Um, the other Frenchman, Pierre Gasly, 500, if you're if you're that way inclined. And Brendan Hartley, two-time world champion, Brendan Hartley, is 500. Nothing else for any of the other ones yet. I I, I, I hope they put uh, Marcus Erickson up there at like two million to one, just 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 for fun times.
1: Yeah, I think they're just waiting until he's confirmed for next year. But yeah, that's
0: better money than Lester. <laughs> also, Sky have got a bunch of to bets. These are some fun ones. They drift out in price a little bit, but there's there's some fun ones here. Let's see what you make of these ones. Drivers' title to be decided before the last race, four to five. Ooh. So just just under odds on, we don't get a last race showdown. Hmm. Or if you want to go the other way, drivers' title to be decided at the final race. You can get it at ten to eleven. So hey, it's basically an over under. Will the championship be settled in 19 and a half rounds or less? You decide. <laughs> uh, any single driver to score points in every race, six to four. <sighs> hmm. on anyone? I think that I, that's probably
2: your safest bet at this point.
0: Any driver to score points in every race of six to four, Fun times is a lofty one for you Lewis Hamilton to finish outside of the top two seven to four wow. <laughs> mm. see so if you if you're, see, if, if you're you, dead certain Ferrari's gonna come up and overtake him next year
2: <laughs> you are you are absolutely certain that he is gonna have to sit out some races due to his uh, court cases
0: hmm
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm <laughs>
0: That's the bet for you, my friend. Uh, Lewis Hamilton to finish as runner-up in the championship, 2-1. to one. So who the hell would beat him?
1: <laughs> we all know.
0: The number five. <laughs> you mean no love for 33? No. <laughs> Good man. Right. <laughs> uh, Hamilton to win the driver's title. Merckx to win the constructors. Hamilton to win the pole trophy. All teams to score points. Well,
1: nine okay. to <laughs> two. I have to say, okay, this sounds like like a, a pretty like sure bet until like the last, all teams score points.
0: Yeah. So Hamilton, Hamilton for drivers' title and the pole trophy. Merckx to win the constructors. All teams to score points. Nine to two. Hmm. That that should probably be even money at this point. Like, I think that's the best bet I've seen on the board. Like, like. As we've proven in Formula One, even the shit teams can fluke a points finish, like one round out of twenty. Osaba, um,
2: Pascal Verline oh, putting that team on his neck and shoulders.
0: Boy, yes sir, nine to two for that one. Hamilton to score points in every race, nine to two, which looks like he could hit this year. If if this was this season, he'd be hitting it right now because he hasn't had the NF this year. He's finishing the points every race. Hmm, Merck's reliability, maybe. Hmm. Hamilton and Vettel first and second in the drivers' championship, six to one. Even. I'll oh, wait. that's again. Not even. Mm. It's six. It's six to one. R.J. Mm. Six to one. Well, Hamilton, Vettel, first and second.
2: Spi- that is a spicy bet.
0: For those fans in Holland out there, Hamilton, Verstappen, 1 and 2. You can get a 7 to 1. No. Bandit. Yeah, we're, getting,
2: <laughs> we're getting spicier now. We're, we're bumping up the Scoville units. This reminds me of my idea that, you know, how we used to have the video game series, Hot Pepper Gaming, uh, where oh, people yeah. would review video games. I want to see somebody tackle that, but for sports analysts, after I saw Shaquille O'Neal try to eat the world's hottest... Uh, Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, no. You're going to have a bad time.
2: Hello. Yes, welcome to SportsCenter. We're here to break down all the highlights of this week's NFL action. But first, I'm going to eat this habanero pepper.
0: And the next thing you know, he starts breathing fire.
2: (laughs) I want to apologize, Max Kellerman, but you've got to understand that this pepper (laughs) is burning my mouth. (laughs)
0: oh dear if you want to go the other way Vettel Vettel first, Hamilton second you can get at 7 to 1 or if you want Verstappen first Hamilton second you can get 8 to 1 no takers on the bandit? no? you guys are chickens uh I, guess you're a couple right. f- I mean scared money, don't make money and all that. <laughs> uh, ha- like if you want the inverse of what I mentioned earlier, Hamilton to take the driver's title, Merc to win the constructors, most polls for Lewis, but all teams don't score points, you can get that at ten to one. Which is nice. Um If you want a Merck's one two of Hamilton Bottas for the driver's title, fourteen to one. Now, that's very interesting to me. Like, they have no confidence in Val, do they? None. Like, everybody is off the Val wagon. Like, that is official. Hashtag
1: <laughs> Botas out.
0: Hashtag Botas out. Hashtag Ocon in. <laughs> right, We're all time, aboard the time Ocon for, wagon Time
1: for Val
2: to uh, switch his citizenship to British.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> get, on the, get on the train. Uh, that'll slash those odds in half. Easy, easy. Uh, let's have a look here. Lewis Hamilton to finish on the podium at every race. 16 to 1.
2: Ooh, that... I don't know, that should be... That's a,
0: that's a fun semi-long shot at 16s there. On the podium every round. How many times has he not finished on the podium this year? I want to say twice. Sochi was one... And I think Austria might have been the other one. To Wikipedia,
2: we're doing real-time research, folks. I just, I just want to know.
0: Actually, no. To be fair, he's finished off the podium one, two, three, four, five, six times this year. It's been a bit more open season this year. Fourth in Russia, seventh at Monaco, fifth in Baku, fourth in Austria, fourth in Hungary, and then ninth at Mexico this time round. So, yeah, I guess it's 16 to 1 for a reason. (laughs) Um, And one more really fun one. Any driver to win every single race. 100 to 1. uh, Who's here for the clean sweep?
1: (laughs) No one. No one is here for the clean sweep. That is like... That is like buying credit swaps during the housing crisis. Like, yeah, I'm going to bet it's going to be the worst possible situation ever.
0: King, you say this. Brother Ryan has £10 on the Cleveland Browns to go 0-16 at 100-1. to he, he did that before the season started. He's looking good.
1: <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, people expect the, expect the Cleveland Browns to be bad. People don't, don't want to expect that one driver will will line up on the grid in Australia and then cross the finish line first and he'll be the only driver to cross the finish line first the entire year the king
0: if you want to narrow it down to Lewis Hamilton you can get him at 250 to 1 and win every race
1: <laughs> I, I just I, I just, I'd assume any driver plus like Lewis any driver and Lewis Hamilton would have the same odds
0: Pretty much. I mean, the other two funny ones Verstappen to win every race, 500 to 1 and Sebastian <laughs> Vettel and Sebastian Vettel to win every race, 500 to 1 Wow. <laughs> but yeah, those are some of the fun ones I've noticed on on, on Skybet and, and some stuff like that going into, uh, going into the 2018 season Keep your eye out, I'll, I'll keep my eye out for some fun ones later, but get on Val each way at 14 to 1 to win the title. I think that's excellent value if you ask me. Uh, Fun times! Right. Moving on. King! Meetings today. Apparently the possibility of a... What? The the bogey term here?
1: Budget Budget caps? (sighs) Budget cap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll have more about this next week because there's like no stories about it at all, but there have been quotes from... Uh what chairman emeritus, Bernie Ecclestone? Lit. Where he said, uh or quote, they don't want budget caps and all that. They want to spend what they can afford to spend. And I've I've always said the same thing. If people can't spend, they'll have to go. If if they have three or four teams or something, if, if, if there are Then only three or four teams Then something would have to be done But until, until that actually happens No one's gonna do anything All the teams say If you can't afford it You shouldn't put an entry in
0: Oh, oh boy oh,
1: Ber- Bernie don't change <laughs> Bernie don't change
2: Well we know you're not going to It's, it's too late at this point Pretty much um, so, any guesses on to how long this is? How long it'll take before this latest budget cap proposal gets shot down
0: again? I've no I'm, set, I'm setting the over under to about four minutes. Um, I, my advice: take the under on that one. If you ask me, I'm not exactly brimming with confidence here. Just throwing that out there, like Just- Red Bull is one example are basically spending like 200 mil a year on their car do you think they're going to want a budget cap right now they're, they're going to try and spend even more in trying to get back to their 2013 mantle that they've been trying to get back up to for the last four years now
2: hell their drinks don't even have caps on them <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god!
0: somebody contain the sugar water sad times yo <laughs> um, but yeah like I, I love the optimism and'm I'm, gl- I'm glad that the guys at Liberty media are bringing this up because you know you, you don't you, you got to keep pushing for it um, but at the same time like let's be frank here <laughs> they're probably not gonna happen is it
1: I hope it does
0: I hope I really do hope. I'm all for it. You know, more competition. You know, more teams potentially taking part. Um, that would be nice. But... We're not exactly optimistic about this, are we? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Not me. Nope. Me neither. But hey, thanks for trying, Liberty. We appreciate you. Good effort. Uh, whew. Good news in IndyCar, folks. Joseph Newgarden will honour the tradition of taking the number one plate. Yay!
2: Yeah, take that, Scott
0: Dixon. <laughs> Dixon's not on brand with his with his choice of the number nine. He likes nine because he thinks he's a striker.
1: Mm. But uh, <laughs> yes, Newgarden
0: stick it, to... it worked.
2: Up. It worked out great. They had a funny uh, video with uh, him and Simon Pagino, who have patched up their differences at least on screen.
0: Yeah, they 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 they, they realized. Wait for the good the team. Like we're gonna go have a creative project here. We're gonna have enough creativity to make this happen. We're gonna set aside differences and have the you know have, have an official like number one changeover from Pagano to New Garden. Like, if, I, if I'd have booked it, I'd have had, like, them fighting over the, the actual plate of the number one to put on their cars. Just have them fight over it for a little bit. That would have been really funny. <laughs> but, See, uh, yeah, is go-
2: The most interesting twist, of course, is, My
0: God, Elio Castroneves,
2: he's got the money in the bank briefcase!
0: Helio's <laughs> <laughs> finally cashed in Lynn after 20 years in IndyCar! <laughs> without a series title. Helio's cashing in his money in the bank. that have been fun. And next thing you know, Tony on just dives off the top rope. <laughs> but, uh, that, yeah, you're going to take the number one plate. Cool to see. Check out the video of that on the Team Penske Twitter account. It's very funny. That's um, so that's fun stuff. Uh, a bit of Formula e news real quick. And uh, RJ, defend your man's getting an Andretti seat.
2: Well, some say... That um that's Andretti's new driver is the actual son of the actual stick. And that he mm. would split Esteban Ocon and Matts Verstappen. All we know his. He's called the Tom Blumquist. That's uh that's got the same ride right way. Yeah, it's Tom Blumquist and Antonio Felix DaCosta. Uh Blumquist taking the place of Robin Friends, who is now a free agent. Not coming back to Formula E next year despite his best efforts and you know he's driven well enough that he honestly deserves a seat but now that he's a free agent he can go anywhere it's lit he'll probably go continue to be a beast in sports cards because that's that's
0: his been his thing it has been its thing uh, amazingly pe- some people were not happy about this
2: yeah, it's it's like it's 2013 all over again, and people are very upset that Robin Friends is not gainfully employed, and they feel very passionately about this.
0: Me too. Somebody employ Robin Friends, damn it! And, uh, what is wrong with you people? I'm very true. sad about this. That's very very true. His race he in likes which was um, wonderful.
2: Uh, Are you talking Kirk
0: about the one in season 2 where he, he basically almost got finished on the podium with a broken car?
2: Yeah, with a broken freaking suspension. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been fun. But uh, yeah, like, Robin is so good and yet, I don't know how he didn't make it in. I, I, I find that amazing. Uh, but hey, I'm sure weary will be fun when season 4 kicks off. Which, hey, is only about a month's away now. Hong Kong round one, December second. Yes, and I'm
2: really looking forward to to this Montreal. Ra- oh, mm, there's some snags here.
0: King, defend your tracks honor. Ugh.
1: How do I say? How <laughs> do I don't go about this? Uh, <clears throat> the now former mayor of montreal was not very well liked over the whole issue of the montreal Epre. a lot of people did not like the way inconvenience their you know lives for about a couple of weeks and uh, they felt that montreal has a racetrack and why not they have the race there and it seems on paper very you know common sense that hey if you're gonna have you know an automobile race in montreal the racetrack in Montreal. And sure. And his opponent in the mayoral elections in Montreal used that as a part of her ticket that she would get the race moved. And she won the election and Montreal now has their first female mayor as well and they're going to look into moving the Montreal e to the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Bad or- idea.
0: Very bad idea. <laughs> yeah,
1: like to outsiders they feel like yeah this is perfect it shouldn't be an issue formally look at all the racing history at montreal
2: and look at all these long straightaways which are just perfect (laughs) for um vehicles which are still needing to uh save what little energy they have just for two of them to get through a 100 kilometer race we are putting so many tire chicanes up at this uh that back straightaway
0: it's lit, yeah, like it was
1: it was based off of uh, the thing where the city could save ten million dollars a year by moving the race to Circuit Cir it, it cost them, it would cost them twenty four million dollars a year to to run it you know at it in on on city streets. so they're almost saving fifty percent by hosing out the circuit. so to any Montreal taxpayer that that would seem like the obvious thing to want to happen.
0: True. That's a
1: yeah, sadly was, that's, a, that's it an annoyingly competitive that argument.
2: Money, though, by just funneling it through a company in the British Virgin Islands, <laughs> and now we've gone full circle on this episode.
0: Good night, everybody. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, no, but
2: we're, we're we are still uh, yeah. Hopefully, things starting out for the best in Montreal because that's a good. Good city it is one
0: cars. of one of the best tracks I think Formula E has had on the calendar so far has been Montreal. So that would be uh, uh, disappointing if that one if that one is suddenly changing around. That would be a bummer. But you know, um, yeah, there's a couple of more interesting bits of uh, well, more more rants on this one. I mean. King, you discovered that the Autosport Awards are upcoming very soon, and, uh... Oh, goodness. Yes. You, you weren't best pleased about some of the selections on offer. Uh,
1: mainly it's only one category. Rookie of the Year.
0: Go on, sir. Go on, yes. Um, yes can't
1: Yeah. Yeah, Rookie of the Year opened to professional racing drivers in their first season in their respective categories. And the yeah. nominees this year are Formula Ones, Staffel Van Dorn. I like him. Formula mm-hmm. Ones, mm-hmm. Lance Stroll. I sure. like him too. Uh, European Formula Three's Lando Norris. Oh, excellent choice. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. probably won't get it because it's Formula Three, but still, great to see him again nominated.
1: Super mm-hmm. Formulas Charles Leclerc. No, Actually, that's, no. That's no, Formula Two, No, Charles that's Formula Leclerc. Two. We're Pierre, the gun to P- twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Pierre Gasly. For Zoom there Formula, we go. Formula. Formula 2's Charles Leclerc. And IndyCar's Fernando Alonso.
0: Wait, what? What do you mean IndyCar's Fernando Alonso? <laughs> That's
1: what he got nominated me. for. That's what he got nominated for. Fernando Alonso the f- is a nominee for Rookie of the Year. <laughs> the fuck is this? <laughs> yes,
2: Dre had. Yes, this is Dre's reaction to seeing the poster for the er- Ayrton Senna mu- Musical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Matt on Twitter for that one I, I, I just saw a poster for Ayrton the Musical being promoted in Brazil and I'm just sitting there going what the fuck is this <laughs> I just
2: hope every song in that is just a rearrangement of the Tema de Victoria but with lyrics oh
1: my God. <sighs> so yeah uh, why, why no Ed Jones why no ed jones autosport
2: why yeah why no ed jones why are you Be- disrespecting plucky brit ed jones of chip ganassi racing
0: because ed jones didn't give a blowjob to the media
1: <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> looks like we're never it- working at autosport
0: <laughs> oh trust me i have i know this already <laughs>
2: The trick is to enclose your thumb right around, right up through the other side of the palm of your hand, and just make a fist right around it.
1: Oh my no. god!
0: <laughs> 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 uh, don't worry. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be putting there. I'll be putting there uh, media Department in a Kikina clutch later today. Don't worry. Um, um,
1: let's see. Uh, there's no big issues with the other categories. I'm pretty sure Dre is going to talk about his issues with the Rider of the Year category and Bike Lives. Why the
0: hell is Joanne Amir not nominated? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Sorry. It, it's, uh, not sport, <laughs> it's not called Bike Sport, Dre. It's not called Bike Sport. I will fight somebody over this. How on earth do you have a Rider of the Year category with Maverick Vinales and Valentino Rossi nominated and not Joanne Mir and Frankie Morbidelli who's won 10 and 9 races in their respective classes? And why do you have a Rider of the Year category and you don't include any of the superbike classes? Because Jonathan Ray is the best bike rider on the planet right now, bar none. Like, like... If there was a Rider of the Year in all three categories, Jonathan Ray should probably win it. But yet he's not even in the consideration because he doesn't race in Grand Prix, okay. which is bullshit.
1: No, so I do have to mention Racing Car of the Year. There's there's one nominee which I just like. I just laughed when I read it. Oh, okay. So Racing Car of the Year, the nominees: uh, Formula E's Renault ZE16. Uh, Sure, World Rallycross Championship Volkswagen Polo RS Supercar RX Supercar uh, WEC the the Porsche 919 Hybrid Sure, and then there are three Formula One nominees. Just there are three Formula Three. (laughs) Yes, three. The the Mercedes F1 W08 Hybrid, the Ferrari SF70H, and why the Red Bull Renault. RV 13 Oh, piece <laughs> <off>. <laughs> Unlucky for some.
2: <laughs> My question is, where is the uh, the Cadillac um, Daytona prototype?
1: Not on here. Oh, that's absolute hogwash. And, like, it is pretty much open to any circuit racing category, so, like, it was technically eligible that to be an That is a load
2: of hogwash. That and the Orica 07 should have been on the list.
1: Yeah, and let's see. There uh, Yeah, there's... I'll, I'll just run through the Driver of the Year categories. There's obviously the British Driver of the Year category. Where oh,
0: I wonder who's nominated for this one. Well, Is Jolian Palmer in there? <laughs> uh,
1: we have uh, Lewis Hamilton.
0: George, Shocker.
1: George Russell. Yeah, sure. Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. James Collado. Hmm. Oliver Rowland. And Sam Okay. Bird.
0: The bird is the word! <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, Sam Bird did get a nomination. And the hmm. other one, International Racing Driver of the Year, which is open to anyone of any nationality. So we have... Oh, yeah. Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Fernando Alonso.
0: Wait, what? <laughs> Lucas Why? Degrassi, Why? <laughs>
1: okay let me finish Lucas Degrassi Sebastian Vettel Max Verstappen and Joseph Newgarden
0: why is Fernando Alonso not, like, like? hold me back I'm about to fight RJ it, what, in, like,
2: IndyCar's got two nominees <laughs>
0: IndyCar's got two nominees <laughs> and you're about to have two black eyes
1: <sighs> Yeah. what like, the hell this is, this is the little blurb they have under there Fernando Alonso he ensured a the motorsports world's focus was diverted from the Monaco Grand Prix with with great Indy 500 run and always excelled in difficult F1 McLaren Honda.
2: I mean, to be fair, the Indy 500 was a banger and mo- more people should have watched
0: it. That alone is not enough to get a Racing Driver of the Year nomination in my humble opinion. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Not even close.
2: He's gonna split He's going to split it with Ed Jones, I feel. <laughs> He's split it with Ed
0: Jones. <laughs> <sighs> also, like I, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Where is Daniel Ricardo?
2: Where is Scott
0: Ditson? Word?
1: Well, the Max Verstappen high Hartley? Max Verstappen high tree.
0: No, seriously, where is Daniel Ricciardo? I'm not saying that Verstappen is worthy or unworthy, because Verst- all, like, all of Verstappen's points has come in the last four rounds. Well, but Daniel Ricciardo has been phenomenal again this season, and he's not in the final six.
1: Well, yeah, there are six nominees. Like, when you Obviously, Alonso would be the one that dropped for Ricciardo, but then you end up in the situation where, like, two-thirds of your international racing driver of the year category is Formula One guys.
0: I wouldn't have Max Verstappen in there either, but still. <laughs> like, Verstappen is basically like a wash for this season, purely because of the amount of DNFs that he's had. Yeah. Like, so, for me, I'd say throw Will Power in there, as a sixth name. Or, as as Arda said, Brendan Hartley wouldn't be a bad shout. Given his WEC, yeah, given his given his WEC success, um, and obviously his, his solid work in Formula One so far, or even Charles Leclerc for how for basically putting putting together the most impressive Formula Two slash GP two season we've likely to ever see. Um, pff, I think Charles Leclerc is worthy of a nomination. So,
1: yeah, he's probably not even going to win Rookie of the Year. I would have no problem with this.
0: So yeah, I, I... You know what, King? We, we, we will settle this on our own award show in December. Okay. We, we will do this right. There shall be great justice. As Zoe in the chat goes, new auto sport category suggestions, international drivers in F1, international drivers <laughs> not in F1. Like, do you really want to win an award saying best international driver that wasn't in Formula 1? Like, it doesn't sound very nice. It's like, like that. if anything, that kind of goes against the whole F1 being such an insular goddamn sport, but then having an award for something that's outside of the ridiculously insular Formula 1 itself. I'm not a fan of that, per se. Am I crazy?
2: Nah. Not really, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I would, like. I, I don't think that sounds particularly nice. And then Zodiac goes, fine, best pancake maker. Oh. <laughs> my Scott God. Dixon in the wash. Scott Dixon wins via landslide and potential submission. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just about time we get out of Dodge. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Places you can find us one more time. YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. I've got the new Dre Brief out there on Philippe Massa. And then probably will be another one out by the time you listen to this show. I've got another one brewing up on Max Verstappen. Mm, you heard it here first. Um, we're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter.com at Motorsport 101, underscore 101, I should say, at Harrison101HD. At uh, Ryan Eric King and at RJ O'Connell. Oh, quick side note. For those guys that want to add me on PS4 that have been talking about this, at Draination101 is my username on there. Sadly, Harrison101HD was taken. Don't ask me how. Um, But if you really, really like us, you can back us on Patreon. at Patreon.com forward slash Motorsport101. $5 will get you early access to both this show and bike live. Listen to that later this weekend, most likely on the Saturday for Bike Live. Again, big preview towards the title showdown at Valencia, even if it isn't really a, it's a it's a it's a bit of a reach. I call it the Andrea de Vizioso long shot. But hey, you never know, Marquez might not finish. Showdown! All of that, and of course a review of the world superbike season finale in Qatar. That'll just about do it on this one. I've been Andre Harrison. Thank you very much to Ryan King and RJ O'Connell, as always. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. chill. We'll catch you guys next week. Until then, sayonara.
1: Later, y'all. Bye. And pay your goddamn taxes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really- You are the world champion!